the mighty name of our God. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody have a passion to be better for God tonight? Be more effective in the kingdom. Be better at living for God than you've ever been before. Amen. That's, that's what God is looking for tonight. And I believe God has come to help that happen. God will impose or force His but He will give grace according to his will. And when you are pursuing the will of God, there is abundant grace available. When you really want to please God and do his will, God will really help you do that. Amen. If you're just kind of hanging around the fringes and, and you're just kind of on the outskirts of the camp, and your heart's really not in living for God, there's, there's not much that God can do for you. I want you to engage your, your heart and your mind tonight. Amen. Not because it's me, but because God has got something in His mind and on His heart tonight that He wants to do in this service. Praise the Lord. I'm reading tonight from Job chapter 1, followed by John chapter 4. Again, I want to express our humble appreciation for this opportunity. We just want to have revival tonight. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Realize that oftentimes Friday nights here in Hutchinson are, uh, there's an emphasis on the young people. And uh, I am preaching to young people tonight. Amen, but not just to young people. Amen, I'm preaching to everybody tonight. Amen, the promise is unto you and your children. <laughs> Word of God is for everybody tonight. And I do want to challenge you. There, there is an emphasis and there is a focus of God's Spirit here tonight. And uh, I've not come with criticism in any way. In any way. I've not come as a know it all, but I have come with a burden and what I believe is a word from the Lord for you tonight. Amen. There is uh, an element, there is an avenue, there is a method that God wants to put his hands on tonight. There is a part of this church a function of this church that God wants to put his hand on tonight and help it be better. And thereby, the church becomes better. Amen. 
the will of God is done tonight, there will be more liberty. There will be more joy. There will be more freedom. There will be more anointing. Amen. If, if that's not what you want, uh, I'm sorry about that, but I'm telling you that's what God wants. Job chapter 1, verse number 20. Then Job arose, rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Everybody say, Job worshipped. He worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave. And the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. John chapter 4. Familiar setting of scripture to most of us in this room tonight. Verse number 23 and 24 of John chapter 4. But the hour cometh. And now is when the true worshipers, would you say true worshipers? When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must. Would you say must? They that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. If spirit and truth are not involved, then it's not true worship. Amen. The hour cometh. Now this is, this is red letters in your Bible. This is the voice of Jesus Christ to the woman at the well. He says that the time has come when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Maybe you've never looked at it from this perspective, but I believe I'm not doing any injustice to truth tonight when I say and paraphrase the words of Jesus Christ. God is looking for true worshipers to worship. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. Amen. It's time for true worshipers to worship. Amen. I want to preach about true worship tonight. Amen. Lift up your hands again, please, all over this house. Lift up your voice. Let's open our heart to the move of God in this house tonight. Blessed be the name of our Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. You may be seated tonight. Lord bless you. I want to declare from the very beginning of our time together this evening that if there has ever been a service in this revival that I've not preaching for your response but for revelation, it's certainly the service tonight. I'm not telling you to not respond. You are a responsive people and I appreciate that. But if we're not careful, we'll go into Pentecostal autopilot and we'll just go through the motions and fulfill obligations and just do what we do because of who we are. And nothing ever changes. Everything stays the same. Amen. Somebody said a long time ago, if we... Always do what we've always done. We'll always get what we've always got. And so there's more that I want from God tonight. There's more that I want from God personally. If man, the grace of God that's on me as an evangelist in this church, there's more that I, I'm wanting for you in this church. Amen. My, my burden is uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. Amen. And until uh, uh, this revival or our time here is concluded, uh, this church and these services will be the focus uh, of my burden. Amen. That's, that's how it is. And the Lord tarries it's coming and we get to have revival services somewhere else. That's where my burden uh, will be. And so not because uh, I'm a part of this church, a part of this spiritual family, but it's the will of God for me to fill this sacred desk and these services. Uh, I have a burden uh, for this church. I have a burden uh, to see souls filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I trust that you have that burden tonight. And so I am not just preaching for your response, but I am preaching for a revelation to grip the soul of this apostolic church. There can be human and intellectual response without revelation. We've seen it. A lot of us have just done it. We get excited. Nothing wrong with excitement. Amen. That song says, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Amen. Some would think that while Brother Walter's preaching on praise and worship tonight, he just wants us to run the aisles uh, and jump up and down and shout. And if that's what happens and that's what God wants, uh, I'm all about it and I'm all for it. Amen. But if God wants a deeper element of revelation, could it be tonight that there is a place in God and there is a place in our response to God's presence that goes beyond the norm? 
Can you shout hallelujah? I want to say again that there can be a human and an intellectual response uh, without uh, revelation. There can be the absence of revelation uh, and we can still uh, respond. But if there is and when uh, there is true uh, revelation, there will be an unsolicited response uh, from the heart where there's revelation. Nobody has to say, come on, church. Where there's true revelation, it meant nobody has to prime your pump. I'm talking about a true uh, revelation of what God uh, desires. I'm not trying to be overly meticulous and particular tonight, but you understand that praise and worship are often interchangeable terms in our Pentecostal vernacular. A lot of times we think that in, in our language and in our custom, praise and worship are interchangeable. They're the same thing, but uh, in the scriptures there is uh, a distinct uh, difference. I have not come tonight to discredit praise. But I have come to promote true worship. Somebody say true worship. There's nothing wrong with praise. The Bible says in Psalm 33, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise is a good thing. It meant let your guard down. I told you before I started, I've not come to criticize. I'm not trying to sneak up on your blind side. Amen, I'm just preaching my burden tonight. But the spirit of this church, you, you've got that spiritual deer in the headlights look tonight. What, what's Brother Waldrop up to? What's he trying to say? Where, where have, what's wrong with our church? It meant there's nothing wrong with you. It meant that God wants to make you better. Can you receive that tonight? It meant shame on any of us if we're satisfied uh, with where we are. Shame on all of us, myself included. Uh, when God comes by and says, you know what? Uh, I can make this better if you'll let me. Uh, and I say thanks, but no thanks. I've got things the way I like them. Uh, I think I'll just keep it the way it is. Yeah, man, you're looking at somebody uh, that wants everything that God has. And if there's something better, I want it. I said if there's more of God, I want it. If I've got a sacrifice to get it, amen, I'm ready to sacrifice. If I've got to push the plate back, I'm willing to push it back. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord tonight. Psalm 147 verse 1 Praise ye the Lord For it is good To sing praises Unto our God For it is pleasant And praise is comely Praise is a good thing It was praise That preceded victory 
for Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20 and 22. Amen. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Hammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. I'm not discrediting the purpose of praise, but I'm gonna tell you with a burdened heart tonight that there is a place beyond praise. It was praying and singing praises at midnight in a prison by Paul and Silas that facilitated another dimension of revival in the city of Philippi. There's nothing wrong uh, with praise. The last words uh, of Psalm 150, let everything that hath breath praise uh, the Lord. Uh, Praise ye uh, the Lord. Amen, the psalmist rolls the line uh, and he says, uh, this is the summation. Uh, Everybody ought to praise the Lord. If you've got breath, you ought to praise him. If you're breathing air tonight, you ought to have a praise on your lips. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen, I don't feel I have the corner on the market. I certainly don't feel I have all the answers. But I do know what I felt in prayer this afternoon uh, for this service and for this church. I know the burden that I feel right now. I recognize the anointing of God uh, that's on me uh, to try to help somebody uh, be better uh, than you've ever been uh, before. It meant God has sent me to tell you this evening that he has another dimension for this church. There is another dimension of his spirit in this area of apostolic faith tabernacle. Hallelujah, I said God has another realm. Amen, in this part of your experience with God. You don't have to agree to God's terms. You don't have to receive the word of God. Amen, it's really up to you tonight. But I've already made up my mind. I'm gonna say what God said to say. Hallelujah. Man, I alluded to verse 6 of, of Psalm 150. But I want to look at the first five uh, verses. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to 
His excellent greatness. In, for, according to. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery in heart. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. We praise God in. We praise God for. We praise God according to. We praise God with. We praise God upon. I want to be careful here. But but I just, I submit to you. I'm not going to say could it be, for I know it is. I submit to you that there are times I've seen it far too many times that when praise is happening, there are far too many people that they're not praising God. They're praising praise. They're going through the motions. They're just caught up in the moment. It meant you've seen it and you know you have. It meant people going through the motions and you can tell by looking in their eyes, their minds are a million miles away. Amen, I was in a service recently. It meant young people up around the front and it meant they were hucking and bucking and juking and jiving. Amen. But they were just looking at one another. And as soon as the music stopped, they stopped. And when the music cranked up again, guess what? So did they. You could tell their heart wasn't in what they were doing. They were just going through the motions. They were not praising God. They were praising God. Praise. They were saying praise is awesome. Praise is wonderful. Praise is fun. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise tonight is not the end of the line. Praise is not the ultimate destination. I want to get into my burden tonight. Praise is more about his performance. It meant praise is a physical posture. Again, praise him for. It's about what God does. Praise, amen, is about his performance. But worship is about his person. You can praise him for your healing. But whether or not you get healed, you can worship your healer. 
You can praise him for providing. But whether or not he provides, you can still worship your provider. Come on, the light's coming on. I can feel it right now. Nothing wrong with praise unless praise is as far as you go. Praise is a good thing until you get satisfied with praise. Amen. And you get content with praise. Amen. Come on, praise. It's not the conclusion, it's the introduction. Praise is not the destination, it's the on ramp. Praise isn't where we're going. Praise helps us get there. Praise helps us get started on the journey. Worship is a spiritual posture. The same words can be used. It's not just what is said, but where words come from and why they are said makes a difference. You can say, hallelujah. And your mind can be off on a hunting trip somewhere. Oh, Lord, help me right now. Let's praise the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Let's open our hearts right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for your help tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray against every stronghold. I pray revelation tonight. Oh, I pray true anointing in this house tonight. I pray the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and of power in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Amen. What makes the difference is not the words that are spoken, but where the words that are spoken come from. Are they coming from your mind? Are they coming from your heart? Why are your words being spoken? Amen. I believe it to be the will of God. Praise is comely. Praise is good. Praise is admirable. Amen. Nothing wrong with praise. But there is a dimension in your experience and relationship with God. There is a place where praise transitions. Amen. And it's no longer praise, but it becomes worship. Amen. We're not praising him for. We're not praising him about what he's done, but we're praising him for who he is. Hallelujah, you can praise in second person. God is great, we sing, and greatly to be praised. You can praise somebody while you're talking to somebody else. So-and-so's a good person. So-and-so did a good job. So-and-so's got their act together. You're praising them. You're saying good things about them because of what they've done. 
you don't have to talk to God. Your attention don't have to be directed to God to praise God. Praise says he is. But worship says you are. You can't worship in second person. You always worship personally. Amen. It's you and God when it's worship. Amen. I know some of you is really uncomfortable right now. Amen. I'm going to say what I feel tonight. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but there's a, there's, this is a stronghold in this church. Some of you are addicted to praise. It meant man, you've never really experienced or your experience in true worship is few and far between. I'm not just putting a blanket on everybody, but I know what I'm feeling now. It meant I feel a holy boldness coming upon me right about now. It meant God is using me to put my finger. I said God wants to put his hand on an area in this church and make it better. Amen, some of you, uh, amen, are addicted to the music of Pentecost. Amen, you're addicted to the sound uh, of Pentecost. You're addicted to the feeling uh, of Pentecost. Uh, And all those things are good, uh, but it becomes a bad thing uh, when it becomes a distraction uh, to the real purpose, uh, amen, for your existence. Amen. The Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. Come on, words mean things. Amen. Jesus said God's not looking for praise. He's looking for worship. He's not just looking for you to stand around and clap your hands and go through the motions and say good things about God. Amen. God's looking for somebody to get beyond his performance and get a revelation of his person. Come on, the Bible said that Job fell down on the ground with his clothes rent and his head shaved and he worshiped. And he said, the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name. It's not because everything's going good. It's not because I understand everything. It's not because I'm having a good time. It's because he's still God regardless of what happens to me. Regardless of what God allows to come my way. He's still worthy of my worship. Would you lift up your hands? Would you feel after his touch in this place right now? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, we're going somewhere tonight in the Holy Ghost. Amen, let me say what I feel like saying right now. I'm not just trying to think of things to say, but I'm trying to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. The devil's not really all that concerned about a church if all the church does is just praise the Lord. Can I tell you the purpose of praise is to facilitate worship. Worship is really praise when it goes to the next level. Amen. The Bible says, but thou art holy. Amen. Thou that inhabitest the praises of your people. God inhabits praise. What that means is, is when somebody begins to praise the Lord, the Lord shows up. He dwells in the midst of praise. Brother Walter, what's your point? Could it be that he haven't praise because he's looking for worship? I said, could it be that the reason why he comes down when somebody's praising him is he's wanting to know, are they going to go to the next level? Are they going to recognize my presence and then focus their attention on me and allow praise to become worship. And it become not about my performance, what I've done or haven't done, where I've taken them or not taken them, what I've let them have or not have, but it becomes about who I am. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. Oh, I'm convinced tonight. Man, again, there's nothing wrong with praise. But God shows up when we praise Him because He's really looking for somebody to worship Him. Brother Walter, what's the difference? I've told you. Man, it's a greater anointing. It's a deeper depth. It's a different focus. We praise Him for We praise him with, we praise him in, but we worship him. It's not in, it's not for, it's not with, it's not because. It's just I feel God and Jesus is here. How many times, please, no show of hands, I'm just trying to help us get where God wants us to go tonight. How many times have you prayed and praised until you felt God's presence and then you got satisfied? You said within yourself, I've done my job. I fulfilled my purpose. I've got his presence here. Oh, help me right now. Can I tell you? Amen. We're not done. When the Holy Ghost shows up, we're really just getting started. Is it making sense to you? I said when God's presence shows up, we're not finished. We're really just getting started. Amen. Getting him here is just the introduction. Getting him here is just the appetizer. Now that he's here, I feel his presence here right now. Man, there's some of us, you're, you're really just now starting to feel the true presence of Almighty God. You're starting to feel that, that resonance of, of the deepness of God's presence. Man, we're really just now getting started tonight. 
Sometimes it doesn't take us very long. Sometimes it might take us a while. But I'm telling you, come on, you heard the man of God say before he turned it to the evangelist, let's just lift our hands right now. I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen, what's going on? We're not here just to have another Friday night service. We're not here just to get a little blessing and go on our way. We're not here just to go through the motions. But when the lights are out and the doors are locked and we're away from this building, we're gonna be better for God than we've ever been. Why? Because it was more than response. It was revelation. It was understanding. I allow God to put his hand on something that I've been content with. Help me right now. If you think I'm throwing somebody under the bus, uh, you're not thinking right tonight. Uh, but I feel somebody's spirit tonight. Uh, you're saying, Brother Walter, leave my praise alone. Uh, amen. Well, I've got it the way I like it. Uh, I've got it the way I want it. Come on, it's not about the way you like it and the way you want it. If God's looking for more, why would you withhold? Why would you withhold from God what he's wanting? Why would you say, God, you're going to have to be satisfied with how it is because this is how I like it. Hallelujah, I'm telling you. Amen, God is searching for what? up tonight. I wonder how many times he leaves uh, our services disappointed uh, and unfulfilled uh, because we never go uh, beyond praise uh, into worship. True worshipers. God's looking for those that have the capacity to fulfill their potential. True worship is done in spirit and in truth. Do you feel the Holy Ghost here right now? Do you think God's got something on his mind right now? Come on, let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for helping us tonight, God. Thank you for giving us grace to let our guard down, to be vulnerable in your presence. I worship the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I worship your holy name. I love you, Savior. I worship your holy name. I worship your holy name. True, it man is opposite to what is imperfect, defective, frail, and uncertain. 
It meant it must be done in spirit and in truth. It's lowercase spirit. It's not capital S Holy Ghost spirit. It's lowercase human emotion and animation spirit. It's the human spirit. You have got to get your emotions involved if you're going to worship. I said you can't get a glazed look on your face and just kind of look around and go through. That's not worship. You got to get your passion engaged. Amen. True worship is done in spirit. It meant my emotions are involved. I'm passionate about God. I'm not in this for what I can get out of it. Worship is not about what I get. Worship is about what I give. I'll be honest with you tonight. Amen, I didn't come to church to get tonight. I came to give. My Lord, there's another root. Amen, of the stronghold. Amen, you're addicted to getting. I'm gonna get my blessing. I'm gonna get a good feeling. I'm gonna get a good touch. Amen, church, for too many of us tonight, it's about what we get from God, what I feel from God, what God does for me. And as long as I'm receiving, I'm good. As long as I'm getting, I'm okay. But when I stop getting, when I stop receiving, when God stops performing, so does my praise. A praise is predicated on his performance. You're not a bad person, but you hear this evangelist tonight in humility and sincerity. I declare unto you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Living for God for you is too much about what you get from God. I'm going to tell you, He's God whether He does anything for you or not. There's people that have gotten sideways and they've gotten crossways with God because they didn't understand why God didn't do thus and so. Why God allowed such and such to happen. Bible said Job was a perfect and an upright man. He feared God and eschewed evil. Job was exhibit A of righteousness. And God backed his hand off of Job and said, all right, devil, do anything you want to, but spare his life. It didn't make sense to the human reasoning. Why would God let this happen to me? Why would God let me lose my job? Why would God let me lose everything? In one day, he lost his cattle. He lost his flocks. He lost his servants. He lost his sons and daughters in one day. Everything as far as humanity was concerned that made Job, Job, was gone. Job wasn't rich anymore. Job didn't have servants anymore. Job didn't have herds and flocks anymore. 
Everything that made Job, Job was gone. And he shaved his head. He rent his garments. He fell down upon the ground and worshiped. God, you're still God. He said in another place, those skin worms destroy this body. In my flesh I shall see God. I know my Redeemer liveth. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I'm telling you that's easier said than done. Somebody's hearing from God right now. I know it's heavy. Amen, I'm fighting all kind of spirits right now. Amen, I'm still rooting around and digging around a stump. Amen, you're good people, but I'm telling you too much of your living for God. There's too many of you as long as God keeps doing your own board. As long as we keep having good church. As long as the music's good. As long as it feels good. Amen, I'm all in. But when the blessings stop, amen, when the good feeling's not there, Amen. Even where we are right now, when it requires a little bit extra. Come on, can you hear it tonight? Can you receive it? Amen. Come on, not just the words, but the spirit of it. Where we're at right now in this service and what we're dealing with right now is testifying to the truth that I'm preaching. Anytime God requires something out of the ordinary, amen, you don't know what to do because it's all about the same thing all the time. It's about God being good. It's about good music. It's about good feelings. And that's all fine and well unless that's all you ever focus on. And that's as far as you ever go. Can I tell you, relationship is is beyond performance. He's not my father because of what he's done. He's my father because of who he is. Telling you, this is a vital ingredient to the next level of your revival. Significant revival is indelibly connected with true worship. It's when somebody just falls in love with Jesus. You're not in love with what Jesus does. You're in love with who Jesus is. Oh, I'll thank him for it. I'll praise him for it. That's part of it. But I'm going to do more than that. Because when he don't work, I'm still going to give him attention. When he chooses not to perform, if he decides not to answer or God forbid he doesn't give me the answer I want 
There's somebody here tonight that's your biggest problem with God is he's not letting you have your way. Please hear me tonight. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm talking directly to somebody right now. Your biggest problem is that it's not according to your will and you're struggling with it. It's not what you want the way you want. It, man, and you've got a problem with that. And it affects your attitude in the church. And your relationship with God is affected because you're about halfway offended at God. Oh, you know all about the shaving of the head and the rending of the garments and the falling down, but when you get on the ground, you throw a fit. And God, I just don't understand, and this is just not right. How come so-and-so gets to do this, but I don't get to do that? And how come you're blessing them, but you're not blessing me? How come you put your hand on them, but... How come they pray and their prayers get answered? How come they ask and you tell them yes, but you just keep telling me no? Come on. When you get down to business, man, the Lord gave and the Lord have taken away. But his name is still blessed. He's still God. He's still worthy. Come on, if Job could see it uh, without the Holy Ghost, uh, what's our problem tonight? I feel a Holy Ghost confirmation uh, coming down the road right about now. Uh, I said if Job could live in the Old Testament, uh, if Job uh, could live uh, without the abiding presence of God uh, and have his world turned upside down uh, and God allow everything to be stripped from him uh, that identified him as his person, And the least little old thing that don't go our way. Let's pray again right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I lift my hands and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Amen. Whether or not you provide, you're still Jehovah Jireh. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. I praise you for, but I worship who you are. Praise is about what God does, but worship is about who God is. I'm telling you in the fear of God, in the spirit of holy humility tonight,
God is trying to take some good people in Hutchinson, Kansas a step or two beyond where you are in your praise and your worship. God says there's a place beyond the recognition of my performance and it's the honoring of my person. Come on, somebody get your mind on the Lord right now. Come on, it's not self-pity. Amen. God's looking for somebody to worship. God's looking for somebody to say, you know what, Lord? Amen. You're still God regardless of what happens. I still love you regardless of what anybody does to me. In spite of what you've allowed to happen in my life, the things I don't understand... I'm still going to worship. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We want to make Judah all about praise. Because we read in the King James Version, uh, Judah's mom said, Now uh, will I praise uh, the Lord. But the name Judah actually means uh, celebrated. It, man, the name Judah comes from a root word uh, in the Hebrew language uh, that means to revere uh, or worship uh, with extended hands. I submit to you, uh, Judah is not just about praise. Uh, Judah's about worship. I submit to you, it wasn't praise. Uh, it man that led Israel uh, and his sons in their state of star starvation uh, into a place of provision. Uh, it was Judah uh, that led Jacob uh, to Joseph. Uh, I submit to you, it wasn't praise uh, that helped the need get supplied. Uh, it was worship. Uh, it was holy reverence. Uh, it was recognition of his person it was humility and sincerity and it might not be going my way the land that we're living in is in famine we're living from day to day we're about to starve to death
And I'm telling you how to get from starvation to provision is not through praying. It's through worship. God, it's not about me. It's not about my feelings. It's not about my preferences. It's not about what I want. It's about what you want. Oh, God, forgive me if there's any stinginess in my heart toward God. If I only let God work in my life according to my preferences. Young men and young ladies, please hear Brother Waldrop right now. Mom and Dad, please hear Brother Waldrop right now. Apostolic Faith Tabernacle, please hear this evangelist. Please hear me tonight. I can't even put words on what I feel that God wants to do in and with and through and for you. But I'm telling you the vital ingredient and the hinges that the door of revival swings on is when you get over your preferences and it becomes about what God wants regardless of me. Young men, you hear, hear me tonight. The sooner you get over yourself, the better you'll be for God. Young ladies, you hear me. I know there's a lot of emotion attached. I've got a burden right now for these first couple of rows. Can I preach to these young people here? Can I talk to them for about five minutes? Amen. I know there's a lot of emotion involved in, in teenage years and adolescence and amen, puberty and all of these things. I understand it's what does so-and-so think and how do I look and amen, I, I want to be in and I want to be accepted. I'm telling you, I, I realize that that's part of human nature but the sooner you get victory over what somebody's thinking, Mom and daddy, you hear me? The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. That word train there means to hedge about, to fence in. In other words, establish the route. In other words, don't just point them that direction, but... But when they try to get off the path, there's something in their way that keeps them on the path. If we're not careful as parents, we're facilitating spiritual rebellion. When little junior and little sissy don't get their way and they start pouting and you give in. You know what you're training them to do? You're training them to get offended at God when you, they don't get their way. 
when God tells them no. I'm exaggerating, but you know it's the truth. Because God is their spiritual father. And I'm training my son and my daughter, amen, to reverence their heavenly father and to respect him. I'm ingraining in an ekalabohoshata. I'm ingraining and instilling in them that God has your best interest in mind. And I'm telling you no because as your father I know what's best for you. And son I know it's not what you want but it's what you need. Bible said God chastens those that he loves. Come on, there's more to chastening, amen, than physical correction. There's more to chastening than corporal punishment. There's more to chastening than a belt or a switch or a paddle or whatever, amen, you use for those big moments. Amen, sometimes, amen, with a burden on our heart, you say, son, sis, I know... I know you don't understand right now, but you're just going to have to trust me. Amen. I've got your best interest in mind. You know what you're doing? Amen. You're facilitating worship. Amen. Because there's coming a day when Junior won't be 15, he'll be 45. And if all his life, everybody let him have his way. He got everything his heart desired. Well, I want them to know that I love them. Then tell them no sometime. It's not healthy. I don't, my Lord. It's not healthy for a child to get everything they want all the time. And especially if your motivation is because you're in competition with other parents. They, they got their child this game, so I got to get mine. Hey Amen. They let them go on this trip, so I got to let mine. Hey Amen. Because if I don't let them do it, they don't think that I don't love them. No. Hey Amen. It might be all right for that family, and it might not be all right for yours. It might be okay for that young man and not okay for your young man. You know, it could be, it could be uh, that there's some young people that can handle some things uh, that other young people can't handle. It could be that your child just happens to be a young man or young lady uh, that can handle the liberties that others have. They have... They... They haven't fostered, amen, that self-control and temperance yet. And until they learn how to say no for themselves, you're going to have to say no for them.
I've never preached worship quite like this, but I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost, and you know that I am. Amen. I said, you know, Mom and Dad, amen, this preacher is in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God, I want to raise up a generation that's not spoiled rotten. I want to raise up a generation that has a work ethic. I want to raise up a generation that knows how to pray. That knows how to just fall in love with Jesus. Amen. Not because of what he does. Not because of how it feels. Not because it's fun. But because it's right. Amen. Holiness is right. Holiness, uh, separation, uh, standards uh, are not fun for the flesh. But it's not about my feelings. You know what? I'm doing this not because it's easy for me. What I'm preaching right now, I'm not having a bit of fun. My soul is in torment and anguish right now. Amen. But I know I'm pleasing God. I know God's smiling on me right now. I know what I feel. Amen. When I'm being firm and preaching with conviction, you know this is not my normal style of ministry. Amen. I'm not making excuses and exceptions tonight. But I'm not preaching this because it's fun. I'm not preaching this to get attention. I'm not preaching this to see how hard I can sound tonight. I'm preaching this because I love Jesus. And it's not about my feelings. I know it's Friday night. We could have hooped it up tonight. Amen. I could have preached a lot of things that made us feel good. But I'm telling you, it's time for us to be delivered from our feelings. can say what you want to. I don't think that Paul and Silas necessarily felt like praying and singing. What they felt like doing was asking God why. Lord, I took a stand for truth today. I cast out a devil. I stood for righteousness. And you let me get arrested, incarcerated, and in prison. Besides that, we, we got beaten with many stripes. There's, there's scar. I'm going to have scars on my back because of this day, Lord. Somehow or another, Paul and Silas said, got over themselves and you know what he's still God and he's still good when bad things happen he's still a good God and I just want to worship him tonight I just want God to know I'm head over heels in love with him and it's not about what he does for me. It's about who he is to me. Not for me. To me. He's my everything tonight. 
humility and burden tonight. I admonish Apostolic Faith Tabernacle. Please, for the sake of God's promise and prophecy, get over your feelings. Get over your feelings. Get over your feelings. Because you know what? Until you get over your feelings, you're going to keep getting your feelings hurt. And I'm telling you right now, I know what I'm feeling. Some of you are struggling with what you're struggling with right now because of hurt feelings. Somebody said something, somebody did something, and it might you might be justified. I might agree with you naturally if I heard the whole story. I might could sympathize with you and say, bless your heart. But you know what? Why are you taking it out on God? Why are you holding against God what somebody else said? Why, are, why do you have a burr under your saddle with God because of what somebody, not God, did to you? Get over your feelings. Can I get an amen? Why don't we lift our hands together? Let's acknowledge the truth here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking you tonight to hear our cry. Hear our cry tonight for more of you. God, I'm so hungry for your will and for your ways. Lord, I'm so hungry for your purpose and your plan to be performed in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody call upon his name in reverence. Reverence who he is tonight. Mm. We're not careful. We'll let modern trends stand in the way of an old anointing. We do what we do because other churches are doing it. We respond the way we respond because that's what we see at other places. We pattern our response after other people. I feel something sacred in this room right now. I feel so at home in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's just love Jesus. It's not about my feelings. I love you, Jesus. Lord, I don't understand everything, but I don't have to. I trust you. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Come on, something's breaking in the spirit right now. Not everything that everybody does is the way that God wants it. I said not everything that everybody does is right just because everybody's doing it. God, what do you want? God, what are you looking for? God, what are you desiring tonight? God, what do you have on your mind? I'm telling you somebody tonight you're ate up man with what other people want and with what everybody else expects of you and you're so consumed about pleasing your peers You're so obsessed about being accepted by others. You've put God on the back burner somewhere. 
long as church is fun, you're okay. But it's when services like this come around and it's conviction and it's burden. This is where you really learn how to pray. I'm telling you, there's a deep move of God in this place tonight. If you have children in this service tonight, or grandchildren, or family members, Amen. Would you please find them and pray together? If it's where mom and dad can get together, I know it a little unconventional here, but you might have to get a son and daughter together and You said no my iki koko ige kabahashi katai. I really feel a call to repentance here right now. It's been all about me. It's been all about my feelings. It's been all about what I want, how I feel, how I see things. It's not true worship. There's too much pride in Pentecost anymore. Depth of the Holy Ghost of the Spirit. We'll see more of His power if we'll focus on His person and not His performance. Come on, mom and dad. There needs to be a vow that you make with God tonight. God, to the best of my ability, I'm not going to say no just to say no, but I want to do my best to be a godly dad, a godly mom. My decisions to be what I feel is truly best for my child's soul. My God, I want to raise up a worshiper. Raise up a worshiper! <laughs> 